the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. It's time for some headline news. Today it is primary day in 12 states across the country. Hopefully you get out and vote. California Republican gubernatorial race. Money's been the key for former eBay CEO Meg Whitman. She's vying to run against California Insurance Commissioner Steve Poisner. What's interesting to note is basically in the last five to ten years, there's been 18 attempts for mega millionaires, mega billionaires to buy a gubernatorial seat. It's worked once. It's worked once, and it worked for Schwarzenegger, and that's it. So odds aren't good, historically, that Meg Whitman's going to be able to buy her way into that gubernatorial position. Elsewhere, the president looks to put some heel marks on the rear ends of those responsible for the oil crisis in the Gulf. That's right, it's PR time. Fox News Radio's White House correspondent Mike Makowitz reports. Since 1960, 18 wealthy Californians have spent their personal fortune on the governor's race or the Senate race. All of them lost except Arnold Schwarzenegger. That wasn't the clip that I was looking for. I was looking for the Obama on the Today Show clip. So the president, who has been ratcheting up his anger over the Gulf Coast oil spill the past few days, took it to a new level as he explained why he consults experts. We talked to these folks because they potentially had the best answers, so I know who's asked to kick. On NBC's Today Show, President Obama dismissed comparisons between this disaster and Hurricane Katrina, and he lashed out at critics who fault him for not being angry enough. I don't always have time to perform uh, for the benefit of... The cable shows. The president saying there isn't one thing critics have mentioned that they haven't already tried. At the White House, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. Holy mackerel. Obama on the Today Show. How's that for, like, the biggest softballs that you're ever going to get? And, yes, I'm, I'm looking at the oil spill situation with a, a sarcastic, cynical eyeball. Uh, it's, it hurts. It hurts to see that part of the country hurt again after Katrina. Uh, that part of the country is getting hurt. It's a much bigger part of the country right now. It's tied towards deep sea drilling, of which, for the record, Obama comes out this morning and he didn't mention this on on he didn't mention this in any way, shape, or form on the Today Show. He's already opened up. Remember the moratorium on offshore oil drilling? He's already opened up the the not so deep water, so the the shallow water drilling. So why? Because our government needs the money. We are. Bad oil company, bad oil company. Oh, you're going to give us money? Okay, that's fine. So it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't think the media is ever going to give you the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. I don't think it's going to happen. Elsewhere, and I love these kind of situations, rough town hall meeting yesterday for Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Last night she was in Washington, D.C., America's Future Now conference. Pelosi received a cold welcome from a D.C. crowd. And again, this is a jobs conference. During the topic of health care, things were thrown 
things were thrown. Our politicians have things thrown at them now. And people shouted, I'm not going back to a nursing home. While speaking about job creating, Speaker Pelosi, she kind of gained, regained the crowd support. Wait, just one moment. Okay, you have made your point. You have made your point to me. I don't know. I love heckling. A good heckling story. Throw in Nancy Pelosi, and I love it. The reason I don't like Nancy Pelosi is she's one of those career politicians. And, you know, career politicians start to abuse the system. You know, last year she goes to Italy, and she takes 16 of her family members, stays in five-star hotels, 16 of her family members, not not staff members, family members. I just hate politicians. And my, my tax dollars pay for that. I hate politicians. So and to hear her staffer go, I don't know, we can stop them. There's too many of them. Talking about the hecklers, that was great stuff. That was great stuff. I don't know. Uh, again, am I showing my tr- colors as a Republican versus a Democrat? I hope I'm not. Because if I'm anything, I'm a libertarian. I'm less government, not more government. Elsewhere out there, three-quarters of Spain's public sector workers, they stayed home Tuesday. Again, another classic clip protesting recent cuts by their government. I have no clue what they're saying, but that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Three-quarters of the public employees, three-quarters of the country's public employees stayed at home. Now, what's interesting to note is no one noticed. Business went on as usual. Spain's government, they want to halt pension increases in 2011. Unions say that violates a previous agreement. Listen, unions, you're going to lose on this one. Our government has promised you too much, and they can't pay it because they pay it from the private sector, and the private sector is tired of paying it for it. This is a, a massive conflict. I now look at people at the DMV as my enemy. I look at my taxpayers as paying their pensions that keep going up. I'm looking at public employees as my enemy. I'm drawing a line, private sector versus public sector, and there could be a civil war in California. Okay, probably not. I'm probably embellishing just a little bit to try to keep the ratings higher. They go, did he say civil war in California? Public employees versus pensions versus private sector? I'd, 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 I'd pull up a musket for that. I'd do that. Elsewhere, more than 1,500 job applicants showed up in Sacramento yesterday hoping to land a job with Campbell Soup. There's 150 jobs available. 1,500 people showed up. Applications ran out in just one hour. Hundreds were turned away in what turned out to be a chaotic setting. We were not prepared to deal with 1,500. That was more than Campbell Soups even wanted to have applications to. Um, but we're trying to accommodate the community need. You think things are good in your life right now? Uh-uh. 1,500 people want a crappy job at Campbell Soups. 150 job applicants. I mean, have you ever heard of that in your life? Where that 10 times many people show up as expected? In, in, in so- SoCal, same thing happens. They open up a new hotel. And the applicants are through the, the, they're crazy. We got a problem. And I hope you realize that we have a problem in this country, especially in the state of California. And this country needs California enormously. Elsewhere, the most celebrated pro sports rookie since LeBron James. I'm going to watch tonight. He's making his major league debut. Story from Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson in Washington. 
It was just 13 months ago. One, two, pitch slider, strike three, called! A no-hitter! When Steven Strasburg wrapped up his college career at San Diego State with a no-hitter. Strasburg is, is widely considered to be the, uh, the the greatest college pitcher of all time. Columnist Jay Jaffe with Baseball Prospectus says it's for good reason. A fastball that sits at 97 and 99 miles an hour. Uh, absolutely devastating slider. Now, after just two months in the minor leagues, Strasburg makes the show, starting for the Washington Nationals tonight. In Washington, Rich Johnson, Fox News Radio. I know he's a $15 million baby, but I like seeing rookies. I like seeing Buster Posey for the Giants. I think that's a great story. It's fun to watch a guy playing the game because he loves the game. A couple years from now, he's going to be talking about himself in third person. But I'm going to watch Strasburg tonight. I'm going to pull for him. Because that's the beauty of sports. You know, not pulling for the underdog, but pulling for someone who's not quite jaded yet. Next up, the most popular news show on Fox tonight goes out with a bang. Fox News Radio's Joey Piazza reports. Olivia Newton-John brought new life into her old hit, Physical, earlier on Glee. She returns for a special guest appearance on the season finale. The Glee Clubbers of William McKinley High School are set to take the stage in the regional competition. There's also rumors of a moment between guidance counselor Emma Pillsbury and Glee Club fearless leader Will Schuster, played by Matthew Morrison. He says it's been a rewarding freshman year. I think there's something for everyone in the show. Uh, but for me personally, I think the music is the big thing. The season finale airs tonight on Fox. Joy Piazza, Fox News Radio. I don't know nothing about that show. I wish it well. I hope to God that show choir, which is choir where people dance around the stage, doesn't catch on. I hope this is not a national phenomenon. But we got to feature a little Olivia Newton-John there, a little ONJ, a little juice. First concert I ever went to with my big brother David. If you got a little brother, a little sister, take them to a concert. It's the coolest thing. They'll remember it for the rest of their lives. And finally, a story that makes me happy. A Southern California man busted for smuggling learns his fate today. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports this is a great story. Something was tweeting in Mr. Dong's pants. Turns out it was birds and lots of them stuffed in Sony Dong's britches. Customs agents say he smuggled the feathered fowl on a flight from Vietnam to Los Angeles. The bird's worth about a thousand bucks apiece on the black market. Mr. Dong facing four months in jail and big dollar fines. Proving the old adage, a bird in the hand really is worth more than two in your pants. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. Okay, the guy's name is Sonny Dong. Sonny Dong, insert your own joke there. He's got birds in his pants that are tweeting. You can't even write stories like this. You can't even make up stories like this. Flying across the, the, the Pacific with birds in his pants. People amaze me with their, 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 their go for greed, their go for stupidity. Just, it's, it's, it's unheralded. It's, it's unmatched. It's fantastic. Hey, birds tweeting in your pants. I almost say we give them a medal for being creative. Then we put them in jail. It's Rob Black and your money. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, the secret words. Go fire up the webpage, talk910.com. Talk910.com. Hit the big Rob Black head. Punch him in his face. Get the contest already. Punch in your email. And then next thing you know, I'm going to be giving you the secret word in about four or five minutes. It's Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. 
time for the big contest. The secret word. 19-inch monitor brought to you by Geeks on Call. I like these guys. They help sponsor the show. They keep me on air. They'll come to your house, fix your computer. They'll come to your office, help network it, fix it, whatever. Fix those bugs, help recover data. They do it all. 19-inch monitor. Going to give it away Friday. Today's your chance to win one of four chances to win it on Friday. It's appointment listening. You need to go to Talk910.com right now and punch in. Let's get to the drums. It's Monkeys and Rocks? No, 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 no. It's not Monkeys and Rocks. That's the end of 2001. I still don't understand it. I still don't get it. Oh, it's about technology making wheels. That's right. Okay, so the secret word at Talk910.com, Talk910.com. It's two words. It's headline news. Headline news. It's good to talk910.com right now. Help explain the end of 2001, Space Odyssey to me. I was six when it was out. Still don't understand it. But the, the big secret word is headline news to win the 19-inch monitor brought to you by Geeks on Call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um... Oftentimes, I, I want to get through some content here because we've been heavy on phone calls. Someone called in earlier and said Capital Games. And I only had like 30 seconds, so I didn't really want to get into it. Capital Games tax rates are different tax rates. And it really depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about small business stock gains? Uh, it's 28% on the gain not excluded. Real estate, it depends on how long you've owned the property. Short-term capital gains on stocks are, you get the ordinary income tax rate up to 35% for one year or less. On long-term capital gains right now, it's 5% for taxpayers in the 10 and 15% tax bracket. That's if you own a stock for over one year in a non-qualified taxable account. Or it's 15% for taxpayers in the 25, 28, 33, and 35% tax bracket. So there you go. Now, one thing that I keep mentioning on the air is companies buying their own stock. I like buybacks. I can't lie. One reason companies do, it's the obvious. It increases their earnings per share. So companies like Apple are looking really expensive to me. It's going to be tough for them to continue to grow their stock. I think they go higher. I do. I think they can get to 300 and a quarter. And then at that point in time, it's just too big. So I, I can change my mind based on sales and, and based on in demand. I think what you're going to be surprised about in about three years from now, Android's going to be kicking their butt in total phone sold. I think Google's going to be doing a good job. I think Apple's staying one step ahead, but at one point in time, that one step was a mile. And they've closed it to just a couple feet. And yesterday, Apple takes another step ahead, but it wasn't as big of a step as last time. So companies that buy back shares, I dig, because when earnings come out, they put them on a per-share basis. And the more shares you buy back, the more fat your earnings look. When companies buy shares, they are no longer considered outstanding, so the same amount of money is divided amongst less shares. I like share buybacks. I cannot lie. I see a call on hold, but I don't see the story of the call. So let's see if we can get it brought up. Hit return. Ah, there we go. Let's go to Dennis and Santa Rosa. Morning. Morning. Um, recently, or a year or so ago, there was a couple of Japanese nationals got caught smuggling $40 billion worth of uh, negotiable bonds, securities, whatever, into Switzerland out of Italy. And that story kind of disappeared. I just wondered if you ever had any, uh, any information on that, because $40 billion uh, has got to be U.S. taxpayer money. Who else has got that kind of money? 
I don't know, Dennis. I think you called about three to six months ago and asked the same question because the story kind of died. No I, no, no, I didn't. But uh, okay. Anyway. No, yeah, that's that's a story that's evaded me. Um, if it pops up though, you'll hear it on the show, Dennis. Thank you. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Um, back real quick to a little tech talk. Let me throw a little tech talk in. Microsoft Bing is catching on pretty good. Apple said their new iPhone is going to use Bing as a potential search decision. Shot in the dark. Shot directly at Google. Microsoft's got Bing. I, I like searching Bing. It's not my first choice. Google still is. But it is my second choice ahead of Yahoo. If you go Bing Me, you're going to find out there's rap singers named Rob Black. There's television shows. There's all sorts of – there's a singer named Rob Black. There's all sorts of Rob Blacks out there. So, um, But Microsoft announced that they're going to close down their Bing cashback program at the end of July of this year. At one point in time, Bing was so tiny that they said, if you search with us, we'll give you part of the money we're making off the ads. Microsoft is closing the offering. They're reallocating resources to other areas. It really never caught on. People didn't really get into it. Uh, this is a modest win for Google and Yahoo. It's a modest negative for eBay. They're the largest Bing cashback merchant. So this does not mitigate its expectations in any way, shape, or form of Bing's quality or ability to gain share and or improve revenue per per uh, search. So it's, it's just interesting to note that Bing money back didn't really play out the way they wanted to. Listen to this. Super Bowl's right around the corner, right? Training camp hasn't even started. Fox is the Super Bowl this year, and they've sold out about 80% of their Super Bowl inventory. That's pretty good. Now, what's interesting to note about that is it's a little early to be doing that. We're still talking, is there a double-dip recession right around the corner? Yes, no, or maybe so. So they're a little, they're ahead of pace for sure. Fox wants to grab the money now and commit to it before, like, if they find out it's a super matchup, they could charge more. If ratings this year are super high, they could charge more. But they're a little worried that there could be another downturn, so they're taking the money now. Taking the money now. 800-345-5639. Let's get a Mark in Emeryville. Mark, how are you? Yeah, hi, Rob. Um, my question is, do you think that gold is at a possible top or bubble, and would you possibly short gold at this point? I don't talk a lot about shorting stocks uh, or shorting anything on this show because I think you can get into a lot of trouble doing that, Mark. I think it's right. it's it's not what the average person does well, even though they think it's obvious. So gold hits $1,250 an ounce, and most of us in the industry, about two years ago, you heard me say, two years from now it's going to be 1250 an ounce. After that, it's a little tough to justify. Now, there's been a huge flight to gold when the dollar got weak in the last eight years, and then it's got a little bit stronger. But now the euro is starting to get weak to four-year lows, and there's a, a flight to, again, gold. Um, I don't see inflation as a big problem. I don't see a big catalyst above these levels. Um, if I were a gambling man, I would think that, yeah, gold probably has hit a top for now. Um, but I'm really not a gambling man. So why do you want to short gold out of curiosity? What's in it for you? Or like? <laughs> well, I don't really know. I just know there's a couple of ETFs out there. Um, and people have uh, said that uh, inflation really isn't going to be what most think and that gold possibly might be at a, a topper bubble. So, you know, just looking at an opportunity to make, um, you know, some short-term money. 
I would think you would think gold's going higher if you think the dollar's going to get weaker again. And you hear Ben Bernanke out there saying, uh, economy's going to be okay. It's not going to be glorious. We're not going to the levels that you want it to go. It's not on the fast track to heaven, but it's it's on the track to heaven as far as economic terms go. I think the risks trade on gold is deteriorating pretty fast. Investors fled into gold last year, two years ago, during a market correction um, as a safe haven. I think gold is smelling that these lows right now that we've held in the past few weeks in the equity markets are not going to hold. And if they don't, gold will make you know a move towards 1300 I think if you think the markets, the S&P 500 in particular, is going to get weaker, then you would think gold might have a play to 1300 But it's really tough to, to make a case for above 1300 um, it just doesn't move that fast and that sexy. You know, you can look at some other companies like Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold, uh, and where they've reflected, you know, the concerns on gold. Freeport, McMoran, and Gold is down 26% year-to-date. So it's telling you that, you know, gold doesn't have much of a play in it this year, and if it did, it would be reflected in the stock. So I see where you're coming from. It's just it's really tough for me to, to go out there and jump in. From a macroeconomic environment standpoint, I would expect a significant decline in gold prices. From a, how people are fearful, I don't know. It's, if the market goes a little weaker, I could see it play at 1300 But yeah, then I would expect the fundamentals. They just aren't there to support it at these levels, Mark. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. A lot of calls today. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. You're listening 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, I got some business time. I got more stock ideas right around the corner. This is Rob Black and your money on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. In the world of business, McDonald's, their global sales rose more than some analysts expected last month as diners purchased new beverages such as frappes. Can I be honest with you? I don't know what a frappe is. I'm guessing it's some sort of bastardization of coffee. Sales at restaurants opened at least 13 months, increased 4.8%. The world's largest restaurant, calling McDonald's a restaurant, I know, is difficult. But global sales are going to advance 4.5%, and everyone is happy with that. McDonald's, based out of Oak Brook, Illinois, introduced offerings to increase sales outside of lunch and dinner time, including a breakfast dollar menu, snack wraps, and smoothies. Revenue grew less than some analysts predicted in the United States. While a new McRap in Germany and rising demand in Russia fueled European sales, McDonald's is trying to capture as much business in hours where people don't do business at McDonald's. It's a smart concept, and they're a smart company. I would be proud to own McDonald's for the next 40 years, but not the next 40 weeks. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 40 weeks. In the world of Facebook, damn you Farmville people, Facebook welcomed more than 130 million unique visitors in May. Are you kidding me? That's up 8.6 million from April. The rise came despite growing criticism on the user's privacy. Last month, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who I hate because he's worth billions of dollars, admitted that his company needed to be better, do a better job at handling privacy. So they've revamped privacy settings. The average user didn't seem to care though. 
Facebook is now home to more than 400 million active users, over 500 million users total. Its privacy and security levels appear to mean little to those who want to play Farmville or find pictures of long-lost buddies. I don't the quit Facebook movement. I think it's going to pick up some steam at some point in time. We just need an alternative. Listen, developers, we need an alternative. And just days after resolving a strike by agreeing to give substantial raises to 1,900 workers at its transmission factory, Honda Motor said today that employees at another parts plant in southern China had staged a walkout. So far, three assembly factories had just reopened, and now two weeks later, boom, another factory is shutting down. China, they got low-paying jobs, and it's a bit of a problem because the cost, the inflation you hear about, China's growing 10% year over year. It means food's going up. Cost of apartments are going up. Cost of housing's going up. And yet, what are they famous for? Low-paying jobs. So the students, and I'm going to call them students because they're under the age of 25. A lot of people at factories, the first job, they go out, they get a job, and they're like, this is effing crazy. I can go back to the farm and have my own bed versus sharing a room with eight other people. So China's got a little bit of a labor problem going on. It's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch. Elsewhere, countrywide home loans and its mortgage servicing unit Part of Bank of America, they agreed Monday, yesterday, to pay $108 million to settle federal charges that the company overcharged customers while people were trying to stay into their homes. Oh, good God. Not only did we give them bad product in the first place, but when they're trying to stay in their homes, it's like they they were charging things like $300 to mow a lawn. $300 to mow a lawn. I'll mow your lawn for $300. I'll do it topless. While I'm doing it, you'll get to see my man boobs. You'll get to mock me and throw things at me for $300. I'll mow your lawn. Then again, it's got to be under an acre. And more than 200,000 homeowners, you know, are trying to get their home modified. And the fees that customers are getting while they're reorganizing their debts, it's, it's offensive. So our government's penalizing countrywide the Division of Bank of America. Let's go to Jesse in San Francisco. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Hey, Robert, how are you doing? I was curious about... Um Business indicators or leading economic indicators. I was watching a nightly business report last night, and this guy in the last part of the segment of that show was talking about we're all wrong about the economy, uh, the stock market. Don't worry about it. Just put your money in the stock market. He mentioned four indicators that we're all worried about, the global economy, uh, BP, um, unemployment. He kept saying, don't worry about it. Put your money in the stock market. Don't worry about it. And I'm just curious about what these indicators that mean because they're conflicting to me. Like the uh, unemployment rate is a lagging indicator. The um, the uh, um, There was an index that I never even heard of that, that came on about the small company index. And supposedly the index of the small companies, they're up for a 20-year high. I'm just wondering, what does it all mean when Joe Blow on the street is not feeling the economic recovery and all of a sudden you got these indicators showing positive uh, moves upwards? Yeah, and let me try to explain this. Is There are what are called economic indicators, and it's a statistic about our economy, and thanks for the call. Economic indicators would allow for you and I to look at economic performance and, and make some predictions off of it, tied towards business cycles. Now, economic indicators include various indices. Sometimes it includes earnings reports. Sometimes it includes economic summaries. You know, example would be an unemployment rate. 
uh, housing start. If you start a house, then you're going to need wood and you're going to need people who swing hammers and you're going to need paint and things along those lines. And you can see that there's the consumer price index, which measures inflation. There's industrial production. There's bankruptcies. Um, the leading business cycle dating committee in the United States is the National Bureau of Economic Research. And, you know, classification by timing, leading indicators. Let me explain the who the leading, the lagging, and the coincident indicators are. So leading indicators, they're useful as a short-term predictor of the economy. And the stock market usually begins to decline before the economy as a whole starts to get better. Um, these tend to be things like consumer expectations or building permits. Like a building permit is a leading indicator because you go get a building permit and it takes you about six months from the time you stand at City Hall. I need a building permit. I'm going to put up a whole new house. Or I need a building permit. I'm going to put up a, a mother-in-law unit. And then you're going to go spend fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on that money mother-in-law unit. Or you're going to spend two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars on a new home. So the permit is well before you spend the money. So money supply is also in that. So those are the typical one. Consumer indicators, consumer expectations, also very, very important. Um, for instance, we feel pretty good about our jobs in the United States. Those that have them feel pretty good. So if I, like, for instance, if you go out and buy a durable good, it's telling you that you've got confidence that you're going to have the time to pay off that durable good. A washer or dryer, you don't pay off in one month. You typically take three, four, five months to pay it off. Now, a lagging indicator of the economy, these aren't nearly as important. And they could be things like the duration of unemployment, the value of outstanding commercial and industrial loans, the change in labor cost per unit, the ratio of manufacturing and trade inventories to sales, um, the ratio of consumer credit outstanding, so not typically as important because they're lagging. We got 10% unemployment now, but if everyone goes out and buys a washer and dryer and we start doing building permits, the building permits are the leading indicator. Six months from now, people will be back to work. Now, it may not be 10% down to 6% or 13% down to 10%, but it's going to go in the right direction. Now, there's, there's also something that's called coincident indicators. And these just are coincidences. There's four economic statistics that make up the coincident indicator um, index, I guess. And it's the index of, yeah, it's an index. So these are the number of employees on non-agricultural payrolls. It's industrial production, it's personal income, and it's manufacturing and trade sales. So these all have a, a flavor now, again, that's a national flavor, but there's also local indicators. Local governments often need to project future tax revenues. Like, for instance, the city of San Francisco, they use the price of a one-bedroom apartment on Craigslist. They use a weekend subway membership numbers. They use parking garage usage. They use monthly reports on passenger landings at the airports for them to come up with future tax revenues. So there's different ways of looking at different indicators in, in the direction that you think they may and or may not go. But thanks for the call there, Jesse. I'm all out of time. I'm so lost without you. I got to get a break. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk about clothes, investing in clothes in a tough economy. You know how they say we need food in a good economy, bad economy? You know how they say we need medical treatment in a good economy, bad economy? I'm going to talk about clothes. Can we run around naked? I don't like the idea. I once saw a Broadway show that ended with 200 people naked on stage. And I think I've seen enough naked people in my life. 
that aren't my sugar booger. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. You were in a bad Brendan Fraser movie, and you were frozen five years ago. You would wake up today and say, Google is a smartphone company? Apple is a smartphone company? It's only been five years on both of those, and Google's only the last year. It's worthy of noting. It is worthy of noting. Apple's new iPhone unveiled, you know, yesterday, basically moments ago in the history of technology. It's important because Google has quickly become very, very fast player in in the smartphone market. In fact, people who use the HTC Incredible say it's better than a smartphone. Now, again, the iPhone will take it one step further. And it's worthy of noting that. But I think down the road, Google is a multi-international Internet search technology competitor. So I, I think the way they see information is data and data is searches, I think they're seeing the world correctly. I think Apple in five years from now will not be the Apple that we know of them today. I don't think they'll be down in the drain. I don't think they'll be gone forever. They, they may not be the, the shiny new steel ball, so to speak. Let's go to Cindy and Santa Rosa. Cindy? Yes, hi. Um, I have a question about, we have a Jenny Mae with a Vanguard that um, why do, we can write a check once sometimes. And uh, since um, if interest goes up, we know that the, uh, Jenny Mae's value is going to go down. Since the money market is almost nothing. But that's actually not true. Oh, really? Yeah, Ginny Mays don't move with interest rates. Oh, okay. They move with people who prepay their their homes. Oh, okay. So uh, no, I, I was a mis- misunderstanding about that then. So we don't have to really worry about it, that interest? I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I'm saying that Ginny Mays should not be 100% of your portfolio. Yes. For income, I think they should be a part of it. They're a part of mine. They're a part of my mother's. I feel comfortable. What I just said was, for people who are 30 to 50, they're fine. For people who are 60 to 80, they're fine. Uh I don't think they are the end-all, be-all. I don't think they turn straw into gold. I don't think they cure cancer. They don't cure hemorrhoids. They don't shake their hips like Elvis. They're kind of boring income plays tied towards the, the mortgage funding market. You have to believe in America on some way, shape, or form that, you know, we will continue to fund the housing market as a government. In the last, since 2006, the value of a Ginny May has run from about 1070 to 1170 in three to four years. That's not a big move. Uh-huh. Dividend yield of about 3% is attractive. Okay. Um, now, again, as, it, it's somewhere between 3 and 4%. As interest rates move up, if they do move up to the 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9% level, Cindy, you're going to want exposure to the stock market because the growth of that would imply an inflation of our economy. Yeah. Um, but you would also want to, at some point in time, say, you know, Ginny Mays, they're, they're nice, but now they're yielding nothing comparatively to what I can be getting elsewhere if, in a good, high-quality corporate security. Right now, you can't get that without some sort of level of risk that okay. the, the Ginny May really doesn't have. Okay. Cool? 
Okay, good. So since we are over 50, we have some in uh, Ira also, Jenny May, so it's okay then. It's good to have it then. I, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's flawless. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I have no problem with it, and I don't see interest rates moving up right now. I think by the end of the year, maybe we'll see interest rates moving up. Uh, but the Greece kind of just, when they had their little problem and the euro had their problem, it kind of just bought America a little bit more time before we have to raise interest rates. Again, bad for senior citizens like yourself who are looking for a yield on their money. But until interest rates hit 2%, I don't think you have any panic. Okay. And that could be this time next year. I, I don't see – now, again, don't don't go away. Listen to me every now and then. Call again with that same exact question every two or three months. Okay, great. But, Thank you so much. But right now I don't see it as a big issue, and thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. I talked about apparel and wearing clothes. Um, I don't know. I think with babies you should give them a little bit of naked time. I think adults should have a little bit of naked time. As long as it's in the privacy of your own home, I think it's nice. I think it's 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 good. One of the best dates I ever had was I dated an artist, and uh, she's like, I'll sketch you nude. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, no. And then I thought about it, like, this is going to be the best date ever. It's, it's crazy empowering. But there's an investment angle here, too, because as Americans, we don't walk around nude. We don't feel comfortable with it. So a company called Breen Murray is coming up with the 10 reason to remain buyers of apparel companies. And I'll give you some apparel companies at the, at the bottom of this list. But number 10, um, top 10 reasons on the second. Well, number nine they start with, which is interesting to note, is bigger is better. Bigger is better and should lead to more acquisitions. So a lot of companies right now who are in business, they're looking around saying, you know what? I might be able to buy a smaller company. I might be able to buy a Chico's or someone like that. Oh, Lulu Limon, who makes the, the athletic apparel for, you know, people who do yoga. So there's, there's companies have, have done well are now looking at other companies who maybe would be small and may not have that potential to get their hands on money. Number seven on the list, which is, this is the most interesting list because it, it doesn't have 10 numbers, but it's got one, two, three, four. It's like a top six list. The first quarter saw upside results guidance. So in the first quarter of this year, January, February, March, it was reported in April. Most of the apparel companies were saying, hey, we got some upside. Number six on this list is valuations are, are becoming more and more compelling. What does that mean? When you look at the valuation of these companies, what you're doing is you're looking at the P.E., the price-to-earnings ratio, or the price-to-sales ratio. For instance, there's a company that makes apparel called Fossil. In the last year, it's gone from 20 to 40. It's got a price-to-sales ratio of about 1.45. It's got a P.E. of about 15. It's got a growth rate slightly above that, and thus it's got a peg ratio of 0.88. These numbers are pretty cheap on historic levels, like maiden form, bras and panties. They're trading 11 times earnings. They're trading a price-to-sales ratio. For every dollar you invest, you get a dollar of sales. That's, that's pretty unheard of. So anyway, going back to this, this list of top 10, even though it's not a top 10 list of why you want to buy apparel clothes, is uh, apparel investments is foreign exchange. Not a huge burden for most of these companies is they don't have a big global footprint. So the weaker euro not going to hurt them. Next up, uh, number three on the list is apparel inventory discipline should support further gross and operating margin increases. If you've got a friend who works at Gap or who works at American Eagle or who works at What's the one that I tend to go to just because I'm an old fossil of a human being? Um, 
Not Eddie Bauer. Um, it's the, the upscale Gap one. Um, oh, good God. How can I forget this? I can't move. I'm frozen. Gap's got the low end Old Navy. They got the normal Gap. Banana Republic. Good God. So if you know anyone that works at Banana Republic or Gap or Eddie Bauer or any of them, say, hey, how's, how's the fashion this year? Not taking a lot of chances. Very conservative. What's on the rack will probably sell. There's nothing like capri pants going on out there. I know you're saying, Rob, you're talking capri pants. That's pretty gay of you. That's right. That's right. Because that's what moves apparel companies is fashion. You hit a home run, you hit a home run in fashion, you hit a home run in the stock. You hit a strikeout in fashion, you hit a strikeout in the stock. So companies that are kind of middle of the road tend to do best. Um, department store sales, they're bouncing back. That's another reason to like apparel companies like Made and Form and Iconics and uh, Fossil. Number one on the list is easy department store inventory comparisons. Last year at this time, they stank, and that set up apparel players for material upside. Let me give you some uh, some apparel players. And again, these are not cutting-edge companies. These are the companies that your mama bought for you when you were a kid. These are companies that, that have been business for a long time. They're big companies. They're not small. They're multi-billion dollar companies more often than not, like Fossil, ticker symbol F-O-S-L, G3 Apparel, ticker symbol G-I-I-I, Hanes Brands, Hanes Brand makes what? Underwear, not sexy underwear, but underwear nonetheless, and they've gone from 15 to 30 in the last year, ticker symbol is H-B-I, Iconics Brand, ticker symbol Icon, I-C-O-N, Made in Forms, ticker symbol M-F-B, Perry Ellis, ticker symbol P-E-R-Y, Phillips Van Heusen, you know, here's a little confession of me. I like my Van Heusen shirts. I like my white button-downs to be Van Heusen's. I don't know why. I just like the fit of them. I like the collar. I, 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 I dig their work. That stock's gone from 30 to 45 in the last 52 weeks. It's got a price-to-sales ratio of 1. It's got a dividend yield of about 0.3%. That's not a lot. That's not going to get me excited. But when you start looking at some of the other data on it, it's attractive. It's not the most attractive. True religion, a company I've talked about numerous times on the show. It's a retailer tied towards women's jeans. And there's nothing better in America than apple pie and women's jeans. If you were to ask things that I would miss the most on a desert island, screw the iPod, screw the music. It's apple pie. I love a good cinnamon apple pie. It's got to have the cinnamon on it. No cinnamon on top, no raw black. It's got to have the cinnamon on it. Otherwise, I don't play that game. But I'd miss women in jeans. I think it's 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 truly the Mona Lisa of the 21st century. It's truly the David of the 21st century. Women in jeans are a piece of art that should be appreciated. And Warnaco, ticker symbol WRC, is another one of those apparel plays that I do like. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Now, what's interesting to note, someone called in earlier this week and said, seafood prices are going to go higher because of the Gulf. I said, you know what? I don't know that to be true, but I'll look into it. I looked into it, and sure enough, seafood prices are going to be going higher. Now, beef prices not going higher. Now, companies like McDonald's and Burger King and Jack in the Box and Yum, these are all publicly traded. So McDonald's MCD, Burger King BKC, Jack, J-A-C-K, Yum Brands, uh, Y-U-M. Strong fundamentals. And they've contracted for virtually all their beef. So for many years out, so the higher beef prices that may hit them not going to kill them. The seafood prices, they don't look as problematic for companies like Cheese Cook Factory, as well as BJ Restaurants, uh, Brinker. They seem to be a little bit insulated. 
Uh, so not a big story there yet, but I did check for you. Me Loves You. Find me on Facebook group, I Hate Rob Black. I'll be back in 22 hours with that contest from Geeks on Call for the 19-inch monitor. Talk to you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.